Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And a good Saturday morning to you, a chilly one, nine degrees below zero officially in the uh, Twin Cities area. Denny Long here, along with ASC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul with another edition of CCO's Car Care Show. Good morning to you, Dan. Good morning, Denny Long. I have a an, an sneak... Early, an early morning to be getting up after New Year's Eve, isn't it? Like this live radio, it's a challenge. It, it is a challenge, but uh, only if you've partied down the night before. Yeah, right, I'm ma- fine. Yes, me too, as a matter of fact. Uh, glad you well. Happy New Year to you and all the good folks, your family and all the, the folks at Lloyd's Automotive. Uh, it's a chilly one here in the Twin Cities, as you know, nine below zero. We are already getting cold weather questions. Uh, pertaining to our vehicles. And one of them, uh, in fact, I'll just tell you, Dennis and I were talking early this morning, uh, and I was joking to myself the other day when I was using my windshield uh, wipers when I shouldn't have, you know, instead of being more active, I was being a little lazy to clear off the windshield. I thought, oh, Dan's going <laughs> to kind of wave his finger, wag his finger at me for that. Uh, but Dennis was saying how he was in a hurry. He uh, the other day morning he instead of clearing out his windshield, he kind of did it with the windshield wipers, you know, the way. And he had to take off. Well, it fogged up because we had rain too, and there was kind of a coating of ice. Well, he thought he was about to hit a car, and he was waiting for the the noise, but it never happened, fortunately. But oh, that's wow. uh, that's something we got to, you know, you you really got to pay attention. This is, you know, safety for sure and damage for another. Yeah, that's right. You know, and back in the old days, I had a car, and I don't remember which car it was, but it actually had a, had a heated uh, window solvent bottle. Mm. So as you would uh, spray the window solvent up on your windshield, it actually melted the ice away, which was kind of nice, but... Can't remember what kind of car that was. It was a long time ago, but uh, yeah. So that's available, and you're right though. You uh, need to have your windows cleared before you take off, and in this severe weather, you need to give it a few minutes to warm up too. You know, you don't have to let it warm up to to uh, full operating temperature, but you do need to give it maybe two minutes to uh, get things flowing and and just a little bit warm before you take off. That's what one of the text messages that came. By the way, let's invite our listeners to join in on the conversation. If if you have any questions, if you need to bring in your vehicle for service, or maybe you just have some cold weather car care questions, uh, call it in or text it in. It's the same number, 651-461-9226, for either your phone call to Dan if you want to chat with him 
or send Dan a text, 651-461-9226. Uh, keep in mind, Dan will be with us for about another half hour, so don't wait. If you have a question, bring it on to us, and uh, we'll try to help you out. Uh, this January 1st, a brand new year, brand new uh, day. And uh, I was looking at this text, Dan. It it says this, uh, hi, Denny and Dan, I see people remotely starting their cars at the office on cold days. They run the cars for like 30 minutes before leaving. Dan, I cannot imagine this is good for the vehicles. They love the show. Happy New Year to you, too. Uh, that, was, uh, that came from Mark. Uh, what do you think about yeah, that you know- question? Well, it's not very energy efficient, that's for sure. Oh, for sure. And uh, I, I, I do not think that it really hurts the car any. You know, the <clears throat> I think the car is, you know, built to for that. And uh, actually, it needs to warm up a little bit before you go any, or, you know, before you go. But uh, I think 30 minutes is overkill. Uh, you do not need it up to full operating temperature, and you do not need it uh you know, totally comfortable inside, put your hat and mittens on like you would normally do and uh, give it maybe five minutes at the most to warm up and you're, you're good to go. You, by, by the time you've let it run for five minutes, you, the vehicle will be producing heat and it will make you comfortable very quickly as you get going down the road. Now, on that note, Dan, uh, and not to be negative here, as a friend of mine would say, but uh, given the, the uh, uh, carjacking issues, uh, and maybe you can tell me about security with with a remote start. I do not have a remote start on my uh, my vehicle, nor does my wife. What uh, is there? I mean, the vehicle can remain locked. Is that not true? Well, I do have remote start on my vehicle, and uh, how it works is if, well, first of all, it will only work if the doors are locked, and if you unlock the doors, the uh, engine. Well, first of all, it will only work if the doors are locked, and if you unlock the doors, the uh, engine on my particular vehicle, the vehicle shuts off. On some vehicles, that's not true. You can unlock the door, but you can't get in the vehicle and drive the vehicle. The vehicle won't shift out of park. It, you know, it won't do anything unless the key is in the vehicle. And uh, on my particular vehicle, as soon as I get in the, in the vehicle and, and uh, go to start it, it actually starts or turns off. And then I have to go through this, you know, the normal start process. So it does have security built into it. And so, you know, I think it is safe, I, you know, actually safer than you being in the car while it's warming up. Uh, I think that uh, it warming up on its own is probably the safest way to do it. And don't warm up your car with a garage door closed, please. Don't oh, do yeah, that. That's, that, those are all great ideas. That, you know, we haven't had any cold weather for so long. We forget yeah. about all these things, don't we? No, but it's that's true. Right. Yeah. Well, I know, uh, backing up a little bit, Dan, uh, what would you recommend? I mean, what do you do personally if your vehicle is outside, it's been sitting there in sub-zero weather? How long do you, you say about five minutes is good enough, or is, is that even too long? Yeah, you know, like in this weather, I'll, my vehicle will sit at Lloyd's for, you know, 10 or 12 hours. And, uh, you know, I, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. It's a newer vehicle. It's got a new battery in it. It's, it's uh, you know, it, it can certainly handle that. Um, but, yeah, well, I would certainly, I do use my remote start. 
and I do let it start and run for about five minutes before I get in it, just because it's way more comfortable to get in the vehicle after that. Um, but that you know, in in this weather, if you have a good vehicle that's properly tuned up, and you have a strong battery, uh, it'll start just fine with the remote start and and uh, and work great. If you have any kind of a car care question, and maybe again, if you need to bring in your vehicle for service, your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, and you want to know maybe what could be ailing. Call Dan or text Dan this morning. Keep in mind, Dan will be with us till just about 745, so don't wait. Call or text at 651-461-9226. Hang on, Dan. We're going to take a break and be back on the other side with more of CCO's Car Care Show. Now nine below zero. We might get to two below today. Here on News Talk 830, this is WCCO. CCO's Car Care Show. We are around every Saturday in the uh, 7 o'clock hour. Dan Burns uh, is with us. He is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive, located exactly where, Dan? Well, thanks for asking, Denny. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul, which is right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give a call as soon as Monday. We're closed for the holiday weekend at 651 228 one three one six. Do you have plenty of batteries for sale, Dan? You know that's going to be a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, uh, I've heard. We do. Yeah, we do have plenty of batteries uh, right now. But historically, when it we you know we get these first couple of cold snaps, uh, th- that's certainly our number one seller. That's the number one reason that a, a car won't start is because their battery is old. And uh, I'll tell you about that in a minute. But but uh, but uh, that's what happens is we we run out of uh, batteries because you know the supplier can't keep yeah. up, and maybe they don't have them anyway. And with the way things are in the world, but we stocked up some extras, and so we have plenty for for the short term. But I, we'll see how it goes for the long term. But I was going to get back to that just a little bit, Denny, about what causes a car not to start in the severe cold weather and it's two things number one (laughs) a a poor battery and number two lack of maintenance um so if you want to be sure that your your vehicle is going to start in the severe cold then the first thing you should do is uh, you know have the battery tested if it's four or five years old just get a new one and and the second thing is be sure you have your maintenance and have the oil changed and all those sorts of things and and uh, you'll have the best chance of your vehicle starting when it sits out in this weather. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll get you uh, Dan's uh, info at Lloyd's Automotive when uh, he takes his leave here, uh, just ahead of uh, Jack Farrell at 745. All right, we have callers, Dan. We have texters. Let's uh, grab a call, first of all. Marilyn has been on the horn calling in from Plymouth this morning. Good morning, Marilyn. Happy New Year. What can we do for you? Well, thank you so much. And I have a question for Dan, and I'm sure you're getting tons of calls about car starting. And I'm glad I just turned on the radio and you guys were on. But we have uh, recently bought an 09 Nissan Rogue from a friend. We bought it last fall just kind of for a spare winter car. And he had said that he put a new battery in, and I thought he said he put a new starter in. 
but his daughter was driving it in college and it wouldn't start in the winters. So, um, and we have it parked outside. Well, what happens is whenever it goes like below 30, you know, we haven't found the sweet spot. We keep testing it. It just won't start. It's got power. You know, it sounds like it's turning over and everything and it's got lights and everything, but it won't catch. It's like it won't get a spark. And, you know, I've looked online and they said maybe an ignition wire, but it's like you hate to just bring it in and then have them start replacing rotaries and starters and everything and have that not be it. Have you ever heard of anything like that? Well, you know, uh, just what you're saying, uh, I think that's probably exactly what you should do is bring it in. And when the temperature is appropriate, when the vehicle will act up, and uh, if we can if we can get the the vehicle to act up while it's it, at our shop, we can certainly figure out what's wrong with that. And what we would do is put a whole bunch of different equipment on it while it sits overnight and cools off to a certain temperature, and uh, and then you know we would test and see if it's getting spark, if it's getting fuel pressure, if it's getting a fuel injector pulse, all of those those sorts of things. And for sure, when it's cranking over in cold weather and not starting, it's missing one of those ingredients. And we need to know what that is. We'll hook the computer up to our computer so we know what all the sensory inputs are. And if we're able to do that, we're certainly going to get to the bottom of it and and figure out what it is. But our biggest problem is when somebody brings a vehicle in and says, well, intermittently it does this. And then oftentimes it's a challenge because... If I don't get it tacked up, uh, it's pretty hard to find, you know, unless we do just what you're doing, go on other people's experience with a particular model of a car and find an answer that way. But if it's acting up, we'll get to the bottom of it for sure. Yep, for sure. All right, thanks, Marilyn. Uh, we're going to get some text messages your way, Dan, in a second. But Joe, I think, is calling in from my Sandy uh, this morning. Joe, uh, what is your question for Dan Burns? Well, over 45 years ago, I did an experiment with synthetic oil. First off, I really enjoy your program, and uh, especially the, some of the discussions on oils. Uh, I did an experiment with petroleum-based oil and synthetic, and the, the biggest difference I found was you put about a teaspoon of oil in a, a little like a teaspoon, heat it with a flame. The petroleum-based oil will migrate away from the heat and leave carbon residue. The synthetic-based oil will migrate towards the heat and vaporize, leaving no residue. And that's the benefit of synthetic oil over a long period of time. Mm, interesting, Dan, eh? That, that sounds like a great test, and that sounds like accurate, uh, accurate results. Based on what I've read and learned, uh, I think that's exactly right. So... Uh, I've never done that test, but that's that's interesting, and, and I believe that to be true. Interesting. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate that uh, that experiment. All right, uh, we need to take a break uh, for weather. If you want, if you want to hear the forecast, the upcoming cold weather, stay with us. We have a few more minutes, and then maybe ten, fifteen more minutes with uh, with Dan Burns. So call in or text in your car care question at six five one four six one. 9226. Here on News Talk 830 WCCO.
Good Saturday morning to you. Happy New Year from all of us here at CCO Radio. Denny Long here, along with Dan Burns, ASC Certified Technician at Lloyd's Automotive. We're in the midst of CCO's Car Care Show, answering your uh, questions either by phone or by text. And, uh, Dan, uh, I know we've got a few minutes to go on the show here. Heidi is calling in this morning, I believe, from uh, Silver Bay. Good morning, Heidi. Happy New Year to you. And I see at Silver Bay it's 13 below right now. Yes, and my car right now is reading minus 19. Happy New Year to you guys, too. <laughs> to you. What can we do for you? <laughs> so we moved from California to this weather. And the car that we had, we have still is my son's car, is a 1997 Forerunner. But since we moved here every year, just about a year, year and a half, I have to change the battery in it. Is in this winter and this cold weather, is there such thing that certain cars are made for California and some from Minnesota? <laughs> what do you, you know, think, Dan? It, it seems it, yeah, it seems like that sometimes, doesn't it? But not so. Uh, any car can be made winterized and ready to go for, uh, you know, the Minnesota weather with the proper oil with the proper tune-up, new, you know, new spark plugs and all those sorts of things, and a new good, strong battery. And uh, I suggest that if you're having to replace the battery every year or a year and a half in this severe cold weather, uh, one of two things is happening. Either the charging system isn't working properly, it's not recharging the battery like it's supposed to, or the quality of the battery that you're putting in the vehicle is just poor and maybe you should uh should try a different brand of battery or, or a different grade of battery but here's what i suggest you do bring it in bring it into uh, your shop and tell them just that story that you know this i'm having trouble with this vehicle in cold weather and and it seems like every year i have to put a new battery in and ask them to do an electrical system check and when they do that, they will check the uh, the battery itself. They'll check the alternator um, to be sure the alternator is putting out properly. And they'll check the starter to be sure that the starter is not drawing too much juice to where the battery uh, can't do its job. And then the final thing they'll check is to be sure that there's not some parasitic draw, uh, something in the vehicle that's staying on, you know, causing a little bit of a draw that should not be staying on. But if they check all those things and make a recommendation of a new battery or maybe a new alternator or starter, something like that, depending upon what the test results are, uh, that should take care of your cold weather problem. And uh, you should get beyond having to put a new battery in every year. Yeah, I would think. All right. Thank you, Heidi. Appreciate it. Uh, Here's a text, Dan. It says, four days ago, the car would not start. AAA said, not the battery. Thought in the fuel system because it started when he stepped on the accelerator. Been driving since with no problem. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do I need to have it checked out? Well, I don't. I don't know if you need to have it checked out. If you've been driving since uh, with no problem, that's probably the best test. I don't know that if you bring it into the shop, it's going to show anything. And by the AAA driver putting his foot on the accelerator pedal and, and depressing it, what he's really doing is adding air to the vehicle, which means when the, the vehicle is cranking and not starting, 
it was actually flooded a little bit. He added some more air to it, and then that allowed the vehicle to start. And so I don't know why it was flooded in that at that moment, you know, under that condition. But uh, I guess if it does not reoccur, I wouldn't worry about it. If it does reoccur, you know the solution now, which is simply, uh, you know, go ahead and, and depress the throttle halfway or something like that, and or even all the way to the floor, and see if the vehicle starts. And if it does, that just means that there's too much fuel being delivered. And then you would need to have that checked out. Tell them the story, and they'll find out why, under certain conditions, uh, too much fuel is being supplied to the vehicle. Almost sounds uh, like it's counterintuitive to step on the gas pedal all the way down, and you're putting air in and not gas like the old days. Well, in the old days when we had a carburetor, the carburetor had an accelerator pump, and every time you did push the pedal to the floor, it gave the vehicle a shot of gas. Yeah. That's not true. That's not true with electronic ignition. With electronic ignition, when you put your foot on the gas, it actually opens the throttle plate and allows air <clears throat> to go into the vehicle. So it will deflood the vehicle that way. Uh, just an alert to our listeners, I, I have patience. I'm, I'm going to save any uh, text messages, messages that we did not get to, Dan, and we'll open up the show with them next week. But let's uh, let's grab another one before we uh, break. Uh, 2018 Ford F-150 cargo light flickers and stays on after the truck is shut off and all the doors are shut tight. What do you think? Well, there's a, there's a switch in the doors that uh, that turns on the cargo lights, and those switches, especially on those Fords, are known for having some problems. So uh, there's that little micro switch that's either in the handle or in the door latch, more likely in the door latch, uh, is not releasing properly when the door is closed, and uh, and that's causing the light to stay on. So okay. you, you'll need to, and most commonly, it's in the driver's door because that's the one that gets used all the time. Uh, but it could be in, it could be in any of them. Okay. There's a 2018 GMC Sierra Crew Cab. Uh, like with four-wheel drive, all wheels turn constantly. How does it work when it's in auto four-wheel is the question. When it's in auto, then uh, bo- both of the differentials are not locked in the way they are when it's in full-time four-wheel drive, and it allows more slip. And so uh, when you're going around a corner and, and so forth, you don't feel it fighting itself like you do when it's in full-time four-wheel drive. So when you're driving under normal conditions, you know, unless it's severely snowy and icy out, you should be driving it in auto. That's how it's going to work best for you. Okay. Dan, this listener says, I accidentally drove my 2010 Honda CRV four-wheel drive over a curb while making a sharp right turn into a parking lot. I was driving very slowly but I'm pretty sure I now feel a small shimmy when driving the car at 60 miles an hour. What do you think could be the problem? Well, it could be something, uh, you know, in the wheel or tire. If you bent the wheel or or damaged the tire a little bit, uh, you could be feeling a vibration. The other piece that, you know, if I was test driving that vehicle after you told me that story, I'd see if the steering wheel is straight going down the road, and I would see if it pulls to the left or right while it's going down the road. And if, you know, then if it goes straight and doesn't pull, I'd feel pretty confident that the alignment did not get messed up. But if you're feeling a vibration, then you should take it in and have that wheel balanced and 
uh, see if see if something happened to it, see if it got bent a little bit. Okay. Here's a 99 Silverado 5.3 engine. Computer scan reveals EGR minus two position error issues, whatever that means. Serve warning light message on continually. Valve has been replaced two times. Computer has been flashed. Dash warning still on. Do you decipher all of that, Dan? They want to know your thoughts <laughs> with that. Yeah. Well, the EGR valve is part of the emission system, and and it's not working properly. The computer's not happy with it. Uh, the EGR valve is one component in that system, but the EGR is also controlled by other components. And on that vehicle, I'm not sure if it's vacuum or if it's electronic, but there are other components involved in the system. And when we go to diagnose an EGR valve like that, we can find a diagnostic trouble tree that will actually take us through the whole process of checking, uh, individually checking each of the components and identifying each of the components. And that's what the what the solution would be in, on that vehicle would be to go through that whole procedure and figure out which component's not working properly. Well, on our final text, which is uh, pretty nice, it says, uh, you have a great shop, Dan, Ben Deloitte's a few times. Well, that's nice. Thank you for that. And uh, how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's if we need you? Well, come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651-228. One three one six, and as you can imagine, with our shop and every shop in town this week, Denny, it's going to be really busy. So if you have if you have trouble with your vehicle, make sure you call early and and uh, and get in early uh, because that's just the way it's going to be this week. Yeah, be more proactive for sure. Thank yep. you so much, yep. Dan. We'll talk to you next week. Happy New Year to you and your family too. Thank you, Denny. You too. All right, bye-bye. Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive. Jack Farrell straight ahead here on CCO. 8 o'clock hour, we'll be talking lawns and gardens with Julie Weisenhorn. And then, extra inning, Julie's going to be back to finish off more garden questions in the 10 o'clock hour. So that's our New Year's Day gift here on 830-WCCO. Stay with us. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.